There's a lot of men dead, so we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. My daddy served in the army, we lost his right eye, but he flew a flag out in our yard. Till the day that he died, he wanted my mother, my brother, my sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down 
There's rules I love to break and bend Mistakes I've made again and again But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around I hit it hard, man So far, man No laying up, no holding back And a good Monday morning, St. Louis and all parts northeast. South and West. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Monday morning. That's right, a Monday morning, the day the liberals created to just annoy us, right? I mean, we have Friday, we have Saturday, we have Sunday. All of those days are ours. But these days, these Monday mornings, those are the ones the liberals created, and so here we sit. This is the Window World King's Court. It comes your way live only on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Only on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Now, you can hear our podcast anywhere, here on our website, also on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, Anchor, but not YouTube. YouTube displayed its courage in taking our show down, thereby rendering us the Medal of Freedom. We thank you, YouTube. We consider that a badge of honor. Anything anti-YouTube is pro-us. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. That's how we look at it. And why wouldn't we? Well, I hope you had a great weekend. Enjoyed yourself. A little bit of an overcast Saturday, but turned out okay. This morning, we're going to have Eric Greitens on the show. That Senate primary for the Republicans is August 2nd. And it's a two-man race between Eric Greitens and Eric Schmidt. There is no Vicki Hartzler. President Trump issued a statement saying he could not back her at all. So she's basically out of the race. And some of the lies, Eric Schmidt will stop at no lie. He's never known a lie he didn't like. And he will lie straight to your face. And we're going to get into that as we go on this morning. And we'll also get into that with Senator, or excuse me, Senator Greitens. That's what he's going to be, Governor Greitens. But I can't believe we've got an attorney general here who we thought had done a great job as attorney general until we found out the truth. He lied to us. He lied to parents of school children, claiming he had filed all of these lawsuits against these school districts. He filed them all right, but then he didn't tell anybody that he quietly dismissed them. He quietly dismissed them. The lying fraud that he is. And the campaign ads that he's airing, knowing full well that every word out of Eric Greitens ex-wife's mouth is a lie with affidavits to prove it tells you the depths that Eric Schmidt will sink to in order to get his own ass elected. He's despicable. He makes me vomit. He's everything a Republican should not be. He's a liberal. He's a liberal liar. And I don't know how the hell he ever got elected attorney general in this state. But he's been nothing but a grandstander who begs Fox News for appearances. That's what he does. But he's a good liar. He's like so many politicians in this country who lie for a living and somehow get elected. It's amazing, isn't it? You're going to hear Biden's uh, former comments about these border agents for whipping migrants. And then you're going to hear the report findings. It's, uh, It's disgusting. A lot of nonsense out of the mouth of 
heels up Harris this morning. Biden, you're going to hear, promoting watching these bogus unconstitutional hearings. Biden promotes everything illegal. Have you ever noticed that? I have. And then wait to hear the media sucking up to Biden on his latest bicycle trip with his juvenile helmet on his noggin. He looks like an idiot, but he is an idiot. Chuck Todd and his panel on Meet the Press will tell you exactly what they want to happen to Donald Trump. Liberals promote violence every day of the week. If it's not the Supreme Court justices, it's directed at Donald Trump. And they get away with it. That's a crime, by the way. What they say is a crime. What they advocate is a crime. And Biden himself encouraged illegal protests, illegal protests against the justices. And he lied some more, claiming that he had written law review articles on the right to privacy. Not one. Not one. (laughs) Gina Raimondo, his Commerce Secretary, will tell you don't worry about inflation and also spills the ugly truth that Biden has lied repeatedly about creating jobs. She'll tell you exactly what's happened. That's all coming your way and a whole hell of a lot more. But that should be enough. Should be enough. By the way, with Eric Schmidt's lies and Ted Cruz's endorsement, makes you scratch your head about Ted Cruz, doesn't it? It does me. Grandpa on the Adams Family. (laughs) If you don't know who I'm talking about, Google Grandpa on the Adams Family. Well, I'm hungry, and that means Taco Bell for breakfast. Any one of the locally owned and operated Taco Bells can get you off their dollar crave menu a grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits for a buck. They've got a breakfast quesadilla that's under $2. They've got all kinds of items on that dollar crave menu, double stuffed tacos, grande burritos. They've got two different AM crunch wraps for breakfast. Both are under $3. So is a grande scrambler. They also, by the way, have a $5 crave menu if you're a little hungrier. And these go on all day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, late night. They're always innovating at Taco Bell with new items, so you want to check their menu regularly so you don't miss anything. Some of the finest things I've eaten at Taco Bell have come from me checking on their new menu every day. By the way, I support locally owned and operated businesses, in case you didn't know that. I always do. And you'll notice that the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations right here in Missouri and Illinois are many. One's in Chesterfield Valley. They're in Washington, Missouri, St. Clair, Union, Jackson, Cape Girardeau. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Decatur, Springfield, Carbondale, DuCoin, Troy, Salem, Jerseyville, and Columbia. Those are all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. All right, let's get after it because we have Governor Greitens at 8 o'clock. So what we'll probably do is a lot of the things that we're going to tell you about before the governor comes on, we'll leave some for after his appearance. But remember this from Wuhan Willie Otala Biden when there was supposed video of border agents whipping migrants, even though these weren't whips, they were simply harnesses for the horse in order to steer the horse they were riding. But that didn't stop Biden from slandering these border agents back when it happened. But it was horrible what to see, as you saw, to see people treat it like they did, horses really running them over, people being strapped. It's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They will be an investigation underway now, and there will be consequences. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. 
It's dangerous. It's wrong. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. You're not who we are, okay? You're a pathological liar who will do anything, including sell his own soul, in order to get elected. You are who we not are, or who we are not, or we not are. I'm starting to talk like him after I listen to him enough. Everything Biden is, is un-American. Every single thing, every word out of his mouth. He's a lying criminal who's gotten away with it his entire life. He's a bigot. He's a racist. He hates black people with a passion. And now he hates our heroes at the border. And sadly for him, after those words, how they're going to pay, there's going to be consequences, his own OPR report came out. And here was the reading of the report of his own people and their findings. OPR investigators determined that the agents involved in the Del Rio activity were not carrying whips. OPR found no evidence Border Patrol agents involved in this incident struck any person with their reins intentionally or otherwise. Oopsie. That's in, in political world, that's a giant oopsie. You lied. You slandered these agents. You claimed it didn't look good worldwide. What really doesn't look good worldwide or at home, as you said, is your constant lying. Your non-ending lies. That doesn't look good. Those are your own people. And now Biden, trying to save some face, is trying to charge these border agents with some minor crimes, like they spoke bad language. I'm not kidding. As Biden would say, all kidding aside. That's what he's trying to do. They used improper language. So one of them might have said, hey, you MFers, get the hell back to Mexico where you belong. I hope that's what they said, even more forcefully than that. But in Biden world, where he tells black people they ain't black, that's just terrible language. We have a psychopath liar in the White House. We have psychopath media people who lie just like he does, who suck up to him and cover him up all of his lies. His son's crimes, his crimes, his entire criminal family syndicate's crimes. This guy belongs in jail, not out of the White House, in jail. That's where he belongs. Greg Gutfeld had his take on Biden's attempt at trying to get these agents on some charge. Right up there with 2 plus 2 equals 5 and Orwell's 1984. It's like, yeah, we found nothing wrong, but you'll be sentenced to five years of hard labor. It's there, it, court. What? It, no, it, 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 it is, that's the thing that I think should disgust everybody in yeah. terms of offensive language. The real offensive language was comparing Border Patrol to slave owners. Uh, to call it, calling all of this, they use this language, this dramatic language. It's horrific. It's brutal. They will pay. And, and it, it's like, it's like that rash, hyper dramatic tweet you put out that gets all the attention. And then when it turns out you're dead wrong, the correction is just a little mouse squeak. A little mouse squeak. That's kind of Biden in a nutshell, isn't it? A little mouse squeak. But he won't even correct it. You would think if Biden had an ounce of dignity and an ounce of class, he would hold a news conference today 
apologize to those border agents and their families and to their colleagues for ever speaking way out of turn before any evidence was in. But he won't do that because he's a coward. He's a shivering coward hiding out from the truth, always hiding from the truth, running from the truth. That's what cowards do. And Joe Biden, make no mistake, is a coward by every definition of the word. He's a bully. He's an angry old man. That's all he is. And when he doesn't get his way, he lashes out at everybody, including border agents doing their job to protect us. Have you noticed, and I'm going to get into this later, Novak Djokovic won Wimbledon yesterday. His fourth consecutive Wimbledon title, seventh overall. He's one behind Rafael Nadal for career wins in Grand Slam events. He could tie Nadal in the upcoming U.S. Open in New York in September, late August, September. But that won't happen as it stands now because Novak Djokovic is a hero to me. He's refused to get vaccinated at the orders of people like Biden. Australia kept him out of the Australian Open, which is another major. In fact, they threw him in a jail when he came into the country. After after getting out of there, and I, if I were him, never going back, he then wins Wimbledon. Now he's got the U.S. Open in his sights, and Biden won't let him play. Biden has a rule that unvaccinated foreigners can't enter the country, wait do you hear this, by air. Of course you can enter the country by land if you're an unvaccinated migrant from Mexico. Can you imagine this? Why do we stand for this? Why aren't there daily protests on Novak Djokovic's part? Because conservatives have jobs to go to. We don't have billionaires who fork over money for us to go protest every day and threaten people every day. That's why. The Novak Djokovic story is one of the most un-American stories you'll ever hear in our nation's history. It's it's disgusting. It's disrespectful. You want to send a message to the rest of the world? You sent it, buddy. You're not going to let the greatest tennis player of his time into the country because he refuses to obey your absurd, non-data-based order while you allow illegal aliens to come in by the millions, unvaccinated, unvetted, untested. You effing lying hypocrite. Ken Paxton is the attorney general of Texas. He could not stand Biden for what he did with these border agents and the way he accused them of doing things they did not do. And he weighed in on the decision of the OPR report. Yeah, there's no doubt this was political. And it's really unfortunate for these border agents who have given their lives to to securing our border and defending Americans. And here they are being punished. They should be rewarded. They should be taken care of. Instead, their their careers may be ruined, and they've been humiliated in front of the entire American public. And I, I just think it's really wrong. I would expect instead that Joe Biden and some of these political leaders should come out and actually apologize to these guys for what they've been through. Don't hold your breath. We know that won't happen. No chance of that happening because you've got a coward in the White House. A guy who would never admit how wrong he is because he has to lie so much. He's forgotten which lies he's told, to be honest with you. And then his second-in-command, 
heels up Horace, decided she would go after Governor Abbott of Texas. They hate Texas, by the way. Texas should be held out, like Florida, as the shining stars of the United States. Both states have economies that are constantly humming along. Both states are successful by any measure, and yet that's who Biden attacks all the time. And now Harris is doing the same thing, attacking Governor Abbott without mentioning his name, calling him a so-called leader, and that he shouldn't be attacking the administration for their lackadaisical, if if you can say that, attitude toward the border. I um, would suggest that so-called leaders focus on solutions instead of attacks if they really are concerned about a problem. And that's where I think everyone should be focused, if they're actually concerned about solutions instead of flamethrowing. Miss Solutions heals up Harris, who has yet to visit the border. All of a sudden, she's interested in solutions instead of flamethrowing. Really? It wasn't flamethrowing what Biden did, was it? Calling these agents criminals that they will pay that there will be consequences. No flamethrowing there. You hypocritical wench. And of course, she's lying, just like everyone in the Biden Democratic regime does, lie. Governor Abbott told the world what he is doing. He actually is focused on results and solutions. Uh, We we do have uh, an invasion driven by the cartels. We've turned back tens of thousands of migrants who try to get across the border. We've made tens of thousands of arrests uh, for people and uh, put them in jail. Uh, And and now we have this new tool uh, where we are now returning them to the border. Yes, returning them to the border where they belong. So he's doing things, you see. I would have asked Harris, of course, none of these liberal interviewers that sit down with her ever ask her any real questions. But the question that, that begs answering there is, what are you doing? You claim Governor Abbott should be focused on solutions, and by the way, he is, but what are you doing? What's Biden doing? Anything? Oh, yeah, you're breaking immigration laws every single day. In fact, what law have they not broken in that regime? That's a shorter answer. I can promise you that. In the meantime, Biden, who's desperate for something to happen so that a Democrat can get elected in November, is now busying himself promoting that American people should be watching these January 6th hearings as if anyone cares. My country tonight, I suspect, is the first open hearings on January the 6th. And uh, as I said, when it was occurring and subsequent, I think it was a clear, flagrant violation of the Constitution. I think these guys and women broke the law, tried to turn around the result of an election. And uh, there's a lot of questions, who's responsible, who's involved. I'm not going to make a judgment on that, but I just want to know that I want you to know that we're going to probably be, a lot of Americans are going to be seeing for the first time some of the detail that, uh, that occurred. Oh, really? That was the night before the first hearing. But I just found that. He's promoting you to watch this. We know that it's not worth watching because no one watched. We've known that subsequent claims they've made are untrue. We've seen them either pay or reward in some way witnesses to come forward and lie under oath. 
We've seen that happen. Now, if this little Cassidy Hutchinson was telling the truth, moments after she testified, the Secret Service agents in question said she's lying, that we didn't tell her that, and, in fact, that what she said happened didn't happen. Now, if this committee had any semblance of integrity, which they do not, they would have already had that Secret Service agent under oath in front of television cameras to testify. But because he's refuting their star witness who lied, they want nothing to do with him. They also know that they can ignore him at will because the media will cover for them. The media will not mention again this Secret Service agent. It's as if he died. Fox will comply as well. Fox won't be talking about it. When it should be every single day on every single show, the question should be asked, why will this committee not bring that Secret Service agent in under oath to testify? Why? Every day that should be the question asked, if we had a real country's media, but we don't. Now, that idiot, and I know you've probably forgotten who he is, John Kasich, our research assistant, is busy discovering these little gems. This is the guy that Trump beat soundly in the Republican primary back in 2015-16, before the 16 election, and just beat him like a drum, smacked him around, then kicked him off the stage. To which the little crybaby Kasich, when the Republicans had their convention there and nominated President Trump, wouldn't take part in it. That's what a little child, little spoiled, rotten child Kasich is. But he's also stupid because he thought he was taking a shot at President Trump, but he unwittingly told us why these hearings are even taking place, and they're all designed to cripple the candidacy of Donald Trump in 2024. These hearings were supposed to end sometime around June, but what we see is they're now scheduling hearings as late as August, which means that Little by little, they're finding more and more information and calling more and more relevant witnesses. So Cipollone is important in terms of the things that, that our guests have said here about confirming some things. But it also is really interesting how they keep finding more and more, and more and more people who they want to call and have testify. You know, there's one other thing that's been happening that I've noticed. Uh, I like to say there are a group of what were hardcore Trump supporters and I think they're getting like mushy. You know what that terms means. They're, they're mushy. They're getting weaker. They no longer sort of stand up and defend him. They now say, well, it's time to move on. So these hearings, the, the accumulation of these hearings, highly watched hearings are taking a real toll on him and providing space for other Republicans to think about running for president. You're, that's an important point as well. That's all they were designed for. That's it. Getting rid of Donald Trump. Thank you for mentioning that, you imbecile. By the way, did you hear how many lies he told? Highly watched hearings. Highly watched by whom? You? Don't you love his comments? This guy's so unmitigatedly stupid. If he thinks he's making a case for these hearings, he said he finds it interesting that they keep finding more and more people to come forward. Yeah, I find it interesting, too. (laughs) Why weren't these great star witnesses with all this damning information originally scheduled to testify? I mean, if they have so many things to tell us, where have they been? He says it's great that Cipollone's being called. Why wasn't Cipollone called to begin with? He was the president's White House lawyer. 
You mean you just thought of him? No, you just convinced him to lie. It took a while. But he said the truth out loud. These hearings, this accumulation of hearings, substitute the word hearings, get rid of that word and use lies. The accumulation of lies has caused Republicans to move on from Trump, his supporters. First of all, that's a lie. That's an abject lie. Trump supporters have not moved on from Trump. And they won't. So no matter how much you wish it so, Kasich, it won't happen. Watch and see. Watch and see. Now, biking Joe Biden was biking again in Delaware. I'm stunned that his aides have allowed him to go biking again after falling while standing still. But helmet and all, he decided to stop and talk about abortion and how this is going on. And my gosh, look at me with this silly helmet on. And listen to the the story here is the media reaction to Biden saying he looks like a fool with his bike helmet on. Which, by the way, he does. You look like a fool here. I put a helmet on because it's a tough interview. <laughs> uh, but all kidding aside, I think that uh, um, there's things we can do. You know, that doesn't give women reporters much of a good name. <laughs> you look good with your helmet on. You look good. <laughs> You're funny. You're funny, Joey. Why don't you just get a bunch of high school girls and have them walk up there and do the interviews? I had to put the helmet on because this is a tough interview. <laughs> he's a stand-up comic. Now, I don't know if he's, he's so stupid that he actually thought it was a tough interview, which I doubt. He was actually taking a shot at them. This is such a softball interview, I better put a helmet on. But they're too stupid to understand what was going on. They're taking a shot at him. That's what's going on. But they're too dumb. Now, that's not to say that only women reporters are stupid and who who fawn over Biden. Of course, all the male ones do, too. But the, the giggling women just sound dumber. (laughs) <laughs> you look good. <laughs> good God. Where do they find these people? It was probably Nicole Wallace. <laughs> you look good and I hate Trump. Did I say that I hate Trump? I worked for George W. Bush, one of the all-time lying criminals. Biden was at his lying best over the weekend, and so was his regime staff, the Joseph Goebbels-led PR staff of this lunatic. He was reading a, a statement on a teleprompter after he had signed an executive order about abortion. He's trying to somehow, somehow figure this out. Trying to somehow figure out what's going on. So I, he's got to do some wiggling here with his stupid-ass executive orders, none of which are carrying any weight. So he decided that he would make a response after he signed this executive order. He's known for reading everything on the teleprompter, right? This has happened before, where he reads their directions. Stop here. Walk over here. And he reads it. So here's another one. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. 
women are not without electoral and or political or, or maybe precise not and or or political power that's another saying that you the women of america can determine the outcome of this issue <laughs> he actually read repeat the line and then by the way as he was repeating it he stumbled all the way through it that, that's another matter but he actually read on the teleprompter their direction to repeat the line. I'm Ron Burgundy? Damn it! Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Yes, Burgundy Biden will read anything you put on there. If you put on there, go F yourself, United States, he would read it. He's a trained monkey. That's what he is, and he will read it. There is no question about that. Now, here's the best part. So you heard him say, and the, and the key phrase was, reading exactly what was on there, right? You heard this. Repeat the line. Repeat the line. That's what he said. His aides hurriedly altered the actual transcript. The actual transcript altered to say, let me repeat the line. Well, that's not what he said. He said, repeat the line, as you just heard. So they even lie about this kind of stuff, which leads us to Lisa Booth again. Lisa Booth was on last week talking about this clown, and everything she said was accurate. And she is not hesitating to let everybody know what a liar this guy is. Well, I think the irony here is that people like Jake Tapper and many of the liberals that work in the media have protected the most prolific liar in American political history, Caribbean. which is Joe Biden. I mean, if you look at Joe Biden's history, he lies about everything. He's a plagiarist. He lied about his family coming from coal miners. He lied about receiving the NAACP's endorsement, even though they don't endorse. Caribbean. He's lied about things the like graduating in the top of his law school. He's lied about everything, yet the media didn't vet him. They they protected him and his son's lies and his business dealings from that information getting out to the American people. And I think the the entire reason why the media hates President Trump so much is he doesn't buy in to their BS narratives that they push. No, he doesn't. By the way, that voice you kept hearing there, I couldn't get that clip aired without it. This is how Big Brother is monitoring technology. If you don't pay them for that clip, they won't let you air it without their stupid disclaimer. (laughs) Because she's telling the whole world what a liar Biden is. And they don't want anybody telling that unless you pay him for it. It's okay if Biden's a liar, but pay us, please. All the other clips you can get for free, but not that one. Got to pay. But Lisa Booth, once again, deserves her own show at Fox. You know, Fox, through the four years of Donald Trump's presidency and the year of his campaigning uh, for the 2016 nomination, he gave Fox the most glorious television ratings in the history of cable television. And then they, like every other network, has turned on him. Now, not every single person on their network, but as a network, as a collective network, the the uber-liberal Murdochs put out Brett Baer on the air, Martha McCallum on the air. These are decidedly anti-Trump people. And they hold both of them out as their political experts, Whenever there's a convention, whenever there's a town hall meeting, they're the ones. Whenever there's a debate, if they host it, they're the ones from Fox who host it. 
The best reporter at Fox that anchors the show is Brian Kilmeade. Anytime there's a big event, he should be hosting it. Now you can put someone else in there too, maybe Tucker. And if you have a reporter on the floor, it's Ducey, Peter Ducey. I'm, yeah, Peter Ducey, not his dumbass father. But over at NBC, with Upchuck Todd leading the way, they told you, again, unwittingly, but knowing full well that they'll be covered, what they'd really like to see happen to President Trump. If he runs, will somebody explain to me how he accepts losing? Yeah, uh, that's that's a, you know the big, to that question. that's a big conundrum. Look, I think there's probably maybe a 15% chance he doesn't run. But but very likely he's in. It seems like all these people told yeah, you was right, death. Right, right. That was the only that answer. Was there is, there is, how the many only, times did you? The pick only that? plan we have. This is another Republican congressman, a former Republican congressman. I said, look, we have no plan for this except sitting around hoping he dies. Repeat the line. Sitting around hoping he dies. Repeat the line. Sitting around hoping he dies. This is what this country is all about. Biden says, this isn't who we are. Again, I'll repeat it. You aren't who we are. You and your band of criminal thieves. That's who we aren't. Biden, in signing his executive order last week, decided he would become a legal expert and talk about the Griswold case. Jonathan Turley, after Biden's meandering lies that he told, Jonathan Turley, who's expertise in constitutional law is second to none, never rips anybody. But he's had it with Biden's lying. Remember, Jonathan Turley is not a Trump fan, but he's simply fed up with Biden and his lies. First of all, he, tended to, he seemed to refer to Griswold as standing for the opposite of what Griswold stands for. I mean, Griswold was the protection of that right. He seemed to refer to it as the rejection of the right to use contraception. But there were some unfair moments uh, directed at the court, not just calling them repeatedly uh, the justices extremists. Uh, but, you know, he says, as you noted, uh, that they didn't consider uh, the early English and American cases on abortion. That's entirely and, and demonstrably untrue. Now, you could disagree with how they view that history, but to say that they ignored it uh, it was really quite unfair. But there were other aspects that I expect justices were probably uh, grinding their teeth when listening to this. I mean, one of them is, in fact, bringing up this issue of whether contraceptions will soon be made unlawful. Uh, that is expressly rejected in the Dobbs decision. I've, uh, you know, I teach a course on the Supreme Court. I've been covering it for enough time, over 30 years. I've never seen a case where the court repeatedly and expressly I um, dismissed a future argument. It, it comes back repeatedly to say this cannot be used to deny the right of contraception or to deal with interracial marriage or same-sex marriage. Incredibly, Biden kept insisting it did. This is what they do. They lie, then they lie, then they lie. Jonathan Turley is completely correct. If you've read the opinion... Justice Alito went well out of his way to explicitly tell everyone no fear-mongering needed here. This case means nothing with regard to gay marriage 
contraception, or any of those issues that the liberals started pouncing on. Oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna end gay marriage next. These psychopathic liars. Good for you, Jonathan Turley. Call it like it is. Tell the truth. Marsha Blackburn is a senator from Tennessee. She's fed up with Biden's Chinese policy. Sending oil there during a time when we're desperate for it here is treason. But remember, who's getting money out of China? It's the Biden crime syndicate. It's the McConnell family. God only knows how many other ones. Swalwell, we know, sleeps with the Chinese spies. We know that Feinstein had a Chinese driver. So God only knows how many people are in bed with the Chinese. But we know Biden is. And Marsha Blackburn has had enough of Biden's Chinese policies. You have to keep the tariffs in place. I was visiting with a Tennessee wire manufacturer this week. I said, hey, do the tariffs help or hurt? They said, Marsha, it keeps China from dumping into the U.S. You have to keep those. And secondly, sending five million barrels of oil, China getting a million barrels of our strategic petroleum reserve. This is dangerous. It's a national security issue. It would lead you to believe Hunter Biden is out here negotiating these deals because Unipac is tied to a company that Hunter is doing some business with. This is wrong. And people are fed up with this. It is a China first policy, not an America first policy. It has got to end. Carpe diem, Marsha Blackburn. When are people going to wake up? All you have to do is follow Peter Schweitzer's reporting on the Chinese-Biden connection, and you'll know all your answers. But let me give you a few anyway. The Biden family, according to all reports, has accepted $31 million in deals from China. $31 million. Biden failing to demand the origin of the COVID virus from China or an investigation into it. He fails to call for an end of fentanyl trafficking. Guess where fentanyl comes from mostly? You think Mexico? China. He canceled the China initiative. He's thinking about those tariffs that Marsha Blackburn just referred to. He's going to cancel them. He sent China oil from our strategic reserve. He's pushing electric vehicles, solar panels, and batteries. Guess where they're all made? China. China. It's sickening. And then we've got Supreme Court justices who are on the verge of being not just attacked, but murdered. We've seen the assassination attempt on Justice Kavanaugh. Justice Kavanaugh, if you haven't heard, Friday night was having dinner at Morton's Steakhouse in D.C. when these protesters slash activists slash murderers showed up at Morton's restaurant, screaming and berating him to the point where all of the patrons had their dinners ruined. Justice Kavanaugh had to leave through the back door of the restaurant Morton's put out a statement condemning this kind of behavior. What happened to Morton's? Now all these liberals are calling up, making reservations at Morton's and not showing up in order to hurt their business. These are how petulant children act. But that's what liberals are. If you have a liberal friend, I'm telling you, don't be hoodwinked into thinking they're your friend. They're not. They would cut your throat in a second. This is what they do. This is the kind of behavior they engage in. You say, well, my friend didn't call Morton's. Well, it didn't happen here. This is what these people do. 
there's this outfit called um, something like Showdown DC or Shutdown DC. They issued this tweet. DC service industry workers, if you see Kavanaugh, Alito, Thomas, Gorsuch, Coney, Robert, or Coney Barrett, or Roberts, direct message us with the details. We'll Venmo you $50 for a confirmed sighting, 200 if they're still there 30 minutes after your message. They're putting bounties out on Supreme Court justices. Bounties. Bounties. And they get away with it. Sandy Cortez gets away with it. Here's the inept bartender encouraging everyone to go after Kavanaugh while just attacking this justice when he left the restaurant. Poor guy, she tweeted. He left before his souffle because he decided half the country should risk death if they have an ectopic pregnancy within the wrong state lines. It's all very unfair to him. The least they could do is let him eat cake. That bitch. I tell you what. She's so sickening, and Nicole Sapphire's having none of it. Nicole Sapphire's an actual doctor who responded to Cortez's insinuations and lies. She puts out these hyperbolic statements mm-hmm. that incites emotion that gets people riled up. It, it, it invokes... Um, it invokes violence that we have seen. It threats the harassment. Everything that Pete Buttigieg says you shouldn't do, mm-hmm. it does because they do this. And she's not telling the truth. She makes it sound like any woman who becomes pregnant with an ectopic pregnancy is going to die because she doesn't have access to the medication. This is wholly untrue. All they are doing are pushing forth their agenda with lies, and it is confusing people, and yet it is actually really scaring people. Yes, it is, Dr. Sapphire. It's scaring people confusing people, but lies do that. That's what they're designed to do, and no one is a more prolific liar than Biden and Cortez and Harris and Schumer and Nerdler and Schiff and Pelosi and the media. It's a hard fight for us. We're up against nothing but a lying machine that hypocritically refers to the election fraud as the big lie. Isn't it hilarious and ironic that liars, people who lie every single day, every time they speak, they lie for a living, that they would call something else the big lie? It's funny because it's designed to distract you from their lies. Peter Ducey cornered Jean-Pierre at the news conference last Friday and let her have it in this testy exchange about how Biden has done nothing to protect the Supreme Court justices. Does the president think it's appropriate for abortion rights protesters to intimidate Supreme Court justices when they're out to eat, like Brett Kavanaugh, who had to sneak out of a steakhouse last night? We have been pretty clear on this. The president has been very clear that we condemn uh, any intimidation uh, of uh, of judges in this in this specific. Uh, um, uh, question here. We have condemned that. We have signed. Uh, he has signed a piece of legislation making sure that they have the protection that they need. But you never and so said we, don't go to their houses So as long as they're peaceful. Would you say don't go to a restaurant that a Supreme Court justice is at? What I'm saying is we condemn any intimidation uh, when it comes to uh, judges, we have been. The president has talked about this, and we have put out statements in so his name and many, that it's many okay times. If protesters know that a justice is out to eat at a restaurant, well, that, pro- that they can go and protest as long as they are what you consider peaceful, that's okay. 
Well, we have said that we want to see peaceful uh, protests. That's what we have said. We want to see the, pe- the protests be peaceful. But when it comes to intimidation, that is something that we have condemned. So where's the line? If these protesters can go to a justice's house and they can go to a restaurant, where is it that you don't think it's appropriate for a group of protesters when to go? I, I just laid out. You asked me about intimidation. We condemn intimidation. We condemn any violence. And we've been very clear. That is, it is a clear, uh, it is a, a clear definition of what violence is or what intimidation is. Peaceful protest, uh, people should be allowed to be to be able to do that. In a restaurant? If it's outside of a restaurant, if it's peaceful, for sure. Really? Peaceful protest. You were, your first question so to me just, was so, intimidation. So justices, because protesters do not agree with an opinion that they signed on to, have no right to privacy, is what you're but saying. But Peter, this is... This is People have the right. To, this is what a democracy is. People, people have, have the right. right of course, people have a right to privacy, but people also have a right uh, to be able to protest peacefully. Is that peacefully? Safe? It's the, the intimidation and the violence that we condemn. Is, is that safe? Is that creating a potential really bad situation when there are people, even if they're uh, being peaceful at the time, they're angry, and that's why they would be there, right? Peter, we have condemned. Any intimidation and violence. You liar. I couldn't take her anymore. She's so full of crap. It comes out her ears, doesn't it? It just oozes out of her ears. You see crap every day, every time you look at her. She's full of crap. She doesn't even know how to talk. She stumbles and stammers her way because she's lying, and that's what liars do. They always stumble. They never know what they're going to say next, so they're, they're biding time. That's why they stumble around saying, uh, and, uh, uh, and, uh, 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 which she does all the time. Here's the difference, okay? Let me articulate it for any morbidly stupid person out there. In this country, you have a right to peacefully protest an issue. You do not have a right to harass people. It's not a peaceful protest when you show up at a justice's house and scream things at him all night long. That's harassment. That's illegal. The mere fact that you're there is illegal, but let's dismiss that for now because Biden doesn't give a damn about that law. Neither does Garland. But it's harassment. When you follow anyone, Supreme Court justice or me or you or anyone, to a restaurant where I'm having dinner and you start screaming things at me, that is not a protest. That's harassment. And it should be met with, a, with a, an arrest, a charge, and a conviction. And a jail sentence. We aren't a third world banana republic, though we act like one thanks to liberals. Liberals are third world people. That's what they are. They're mentally ill people who think this kind of behavior is okay. But you show up at their house and harass the hell out of them some night. Go over to Schumer's house and stay all night, 100,000 people, whatever, how many people, doesn't matter. Scream and yell at him all night and you see how fast you're in jail. Do the same to Merrick Garland. Follow him to dinner. See what happens to you. Harassment is a crime. And that's what these people are guilty of. Glenn Youngkin knows it. He's the governor of Virginia. And he wants more done to protect these justices. I wish we could do more. And this is why I've called on Attorney General Garland to enforce the federal law. 
which is so clear you can't parade and picket in front of a judge's home and try to influence them. This is not a moment where we can allow anything to happen to our justices. Broadly speaking, this is about democracy. It is about democracy, but it's about so much more. It's about allowing people to willingly, knowingly break the law, knowing the law yourself, while you sit by and do nothing. You didn't really think it would come to this. I didn't. As much as I think liberals have broken every law in the books, I never thought they could get away with this. But they are. And now they put out bounties on the Supreme Court justices. Any liberal you know is a danger to you and your family. Just understand that. If you don't think so, you're naive as hell. Because they share that thinking. They think it's okay for people to harass justices at their homes, at restaurants, at churches, anywhere they go. Liberals think that behavior is okay. So your liberal friend thinks that's okay. And then we have more Harris for you today. She sits down and <laughs> she's asked how it is that these people with uh, – mayhem on their minds, are able to get a gun and get around the red flag laws in states like Illinois where they have these red flag laws. Now, that's the question. How do people get around red flag laws? Here's her bizarre answer. Because those weapons are available. And we have to stop allowing those weapons to be available to civilians living in communities of people who have a right to believe that they are not in a war zone. (laughs) What is that woman talking about? The question was, how do these people somehow get around these red flag laws? She says, because the weapons are available. What? What do weapons have to do with getting around red flag laws? Red flag laws are designed as for me to call in on my neighbor and tell people my neighbor's nuts, he shouldn't have a gun. The gun being available has nothing to do with the red flag law. How are they getting around the red flag law? That was the question. She is so dumb. And when she talks slowly, again, she's looking for the next lie. And she does, she never knows what she's going to say. It just starts coming out. That's why it's so stupid. It's a beautiful thing, though. And she wants to renew the assault on, uh, excuse me, she wants to renew the ban on what she calls assault weapons. Assault weapons were specifically and intentionally designed to kill a lot of human beings quickly. And the fact that we can't get Congress to renew. It's not like we're pulling something out of our hat. We've done it before as a nation to renew the assault weapons ban. is outrageous. Well, it might be outrageous, but let me tell you what it is also. The so-called assault weapons ban, by all respected data during its tenure, accomplished nothing. The accomplished results that they claim, according to the experts who weighed in on the data, said it was negligible at best. So it made no difference. She's a liar. 
But we know that. It's what they do. And they have the willing complicity of the media, as we well know. CNN, in this particular question and answer, seemed to suggest to Harris that she and Biden should start using taxpayer money to fund abortion trips. Some form of voucher for travel, child care services, other forms of support for people, for women seeking abortions in states where it's not legal, but they just don't have the means to go elsewhere. I think you're asking a very important point, making a very important point, which is what are the details that are going to go into ensuring that women have the ability to actually uh, travel um, without impairment. And we know that on this issue, women who have access to resources will probably be far less impacted by this decision than women who don't have resources. So this is something that we are looking at. So they're looking at using your and my taxpayer money to fund abortion trips. Let me tell you how far that'll get. Once that happens, it'll be in the courts so fast, they won't even know what hit them. And Biden knows himself he can't stop this. He knows it. The only thing that could stop it is codifying it in Congress, which isn't going to happen because they don't have the votes. So just give it up. But they'd rather distract you since they have midterms to lose with all kinds of propaganda. But some of their own people are turning on them. Ashley Allison was part of the Biden regime. She's a black woman. And she's very disappointed in Biden's abortion response. I was disappointed in that statement as an activist. Abortion is a very popular issue in the country, and it goes across Democratic and Republican lines. I think it was an unforced error, and I hope they address it. I'm not sure they will, but it w- I took it offense to it, and a lot of people have. Now, the statement was Biden apparently had called some of these activists out of touch. <laughs> That's because they're criticizing him. They're not out of touch when they're threatening to kill Supreme Court justices or harassing them at dinner. They're not out of touch at all. In fact, he encourages such behavior. What do you think about that? He encourages it. That's scary, isn't it? Shouldn't that scare everybody? That Biden encourages these protests? Here he is encouraging it. Keep protesting because keep making your point. It's critically important. We can do a lot of things to accommodate the rights of women in the meantime. But fundamentally, the only thing that's going to change this is if we have a national law. Wow. Keep protesting. So what Peter Ducey asked the nitwit, where's the line? Biden says there isn't one. Keep going to their house. Keep going to the restaurants. Keep keep breaking the law. President of the United States is advocating that everyone keeps breaking the law so long as it's for his cause. The great Catholic who was always against abortion, who's now for abortion, almost to a delusional level. His own Commerce Secretary, Gina Raimondo, was talking about a possible recession. Now, never mind the fact that she's trying to convince everybody that there's no recession pending or that we're actually in one already. She speaks once again, the quiet part out loud, when she tells that Biden is a liar when he says he's created all of these new jobs. I don't see any reason to think that we will have uh, a serious recession. You know, by no measure, right? We've recovered all the jobs since the pandemic. 
There it was. We've recovered all the jobs since the pandemic. Recovered jobs that were already there that were not created by Biden. These were jobs that people left while President Trump was in office, and they left them because they were ordered to by their employers or by the government. So when you hear Biden lie like he did last week and say, no president has presided over more people losing their jobs than President Trump, that's the lie he was telling. These people were ordered to stop working and then were paid by the government not to work. And Biden continued to pay them so that when he stopped paying them and they came back to work, he could make the lying claim that he created all these jobs. You'd have to be a dolt to believe any of that, of course, but we are a country of dolts. So by virtue of the stupidity in this country, we have people that believe it. Yes, it's scary. Very much so. It's craziness. Absolute craziness. And then we still have the election fraud. And up in Wisconsin, as our research assistant found out, Karen Miller, who's an attorney, she pushed and pushed and pushed for the election fraud cases, about drop boxes. And guess what happened? Well, we'll let her tell it. And then, um, so I told them how to get that information. And then they said, well, you have a problem if we uh, go ahead and file a suit at the local level. And I said, no, just go for it. And so then they filed Tegan v. Weck. And that was the case that Judge Boren decided in January that, yes, in fact, the boxes are illegal, and the uh, guidelines that were used are also illegal. Repeat the line. I'll repeat it for you. The drop boxes are illegal, and the entire process is illegal. So there, I repeated the line for you. Dopey. This stuff is frightening, isn't it? It should be if you're paying attention, but too many people don't. You might have missed uh, President Trump's statement on Truth Social the other day. He said this, You can forget about Vicki Hartzler for Senate from the great state of Missouri. She called me this morning asking for my endorsement. This was uh, just last Friday. Much as she has on many other occasions, I was anything but positive in that I don't think she has what it takes to take on the radical left Democrats, together with her partner in the destruction of our country, the fake news media, and, of course, the deceptive and foolish rhinos. I was very nice to Vicki on the call, but will, and then in capital letters, not be endorsing her for the Senate. That leaves Eric Greitens and Eric Schmidt. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there was a debate scheduled for tonight between Schmidt, Eric Greitens, and Hartzler. Now, interestingly enough, as the debate sponsors put out a statement saying, unfortunately, due to the Hartzlers and Schmidt's campaigns not accepting the invitation, the July 11th debate is canceled. Canceled. Can you believe that? So the two gutless cowards won't even show up for a debate. How can anybody vote for these people? Here we are three weeks from tomorrow away from a 
huge Senate Republican primary, and two of the three people in the race won't even show up for a debate, refuse the invitation. What kind of cowardice is that? It's cowardice of the highest order, if you ask me. Wouldn't you be frothing at the mouth if you were an opponent of Eric Greitens to take his wife's statements and try to crucify him with them? Now, they're all lies. But these politicians don't care about lies. They live for them. But these lies apparently are so prolific that even they won't repeat them in public. They'll hide behind television ads with some woman's voice telling you what Eric Ryden's ex-wife claimed. And yet we have evidence because Eric wouldn't take it sitting down. We now have the evidence that she lied. And as we say that, we welcome Eric Reitens to the show. Good morning, future senator. How are you? Kevin, I am doing great, man. Happy Monday morning to you and to all the Patriots who are listening this morning. Well, happy Monday morning to you too, sir. And I just uh, told our listening audience what cowards you're up against in the Senate race who refuse an invitation to debate you tonight. Right. Kevin, you're exactly right. That's what we're facing. We're facing cowardice. And the reason why they won't step up and debate us. We had a debate scheduled with the Gateway Pundit and Real America's Voice as our host. We're going to be able to go deep on issues around inflation and election integrity and January 6th and the open border and defunding the police. But in fact, my opponents who are rhinos who have all said that they're going to be supporting Mitch McConnell, refuse to get on a debate stage. Instead, what they want to do is they want to hide behind Mitch McConnell's money. They want to hide behind Karl Rove's false attacks because they know that they can't go toe-to-toe with us on the policy issues. But the good news is, Kevin, as all of your patriots know, this race has come down to MAGA versus McConnell. It is Eric Greitens versus Rhinos. And and because of that, we have grassroots patriots around the state who are some of them already out there voting, right? So, so if they're voting absentee, others who are grabbing yard signs, coming out to our website, sharing the word, because in just three weeks, Kevin, we're going to win this election. Eric, what can our listeners do to further this effort? And I, you know, normally I am not as strong on our show in support of anybody. I'll try to present both sides of every story, but the cowardly Schmidt has refused an invitation to come on the show because he knows where I stand. And of yeah. course we didn't even ask Harsler. She's a non-entity, but this guy, in my opinion, uh, has offended, or if you're a, a living, breathing human being has offended the integrity of everyone, not just you, but everyone who has a functioning brain with the lies that he continues to repeat. So yes. what can our listeners do to help you in this campaign with three weeks left? Well, the most important thing, Kevin, is to get out and vote, to make sure that everybody goes out. Vote for Eric Reitens. If you're not going to be here on August 2nd, make sure that you get in and vote early. If you're going to be here, make sure that you get there on August 2nd. The second thing, and this takes courage, but we have tremendous courageous patriots around the state. Let people know where you stand. Just like you, Kevin, have taken a courageous stand and said, hey, I'm behind Eric Greitens and I'm letting people know. I need your listeners also to go out and say, you know what? 
in this election, I'm going to stand with courage and I'm letting people know I'm voting for Eric Reitens and I hope that you will too. That's the second thing that folks can do. Then after that, have people come out to our website, ericgreitens.com. Make sure that you're signed up for our updates. Get out there and share and spread the news to other people about this campaign, which has come down to Greitens versus Rhinos, MAGA versus McConnell. We need to have real leaders stand up and fight for us, and that's why they're coming out and voting for Eric Greitens. Eric Greitens is our guest, and Eric, as, as we sit here, you've just crystallized it perfectly that this campaign is about more of the same or right. going back to the policies of Donald Trump that actually worked. That, that is exactly right. Look, my opponents, all of them, have said they're supporting Mitch McConnell. They're <laughs> supporting business as usual. They're supporting the lobbyist class. They're supporting the grifters and the consultants. They're supporting the people who continue to stab you in the back. They're supporting people. These guys have supported the largest gas tax hike in the history of Missouri. They've supported selling Missouri farmland to China. They stabbed President Trump in the back on January 6th. They're supporting Mitch McConnell, who stabbed everybody in the back with the red flag gun laws. Mitch McConnell, who signed up for the $1.2 trillion Green New Deal. Those are my opponents. <laughs> They're just literally career politicians signing up to be another Mitch McConnell. By contrast, what we're offering people is the same thing we always have. What I offered as a Navy SEAL, what I offered when I helped my fellow veterans come back, what I, what I offered when I served people as governor, and what I'm offering now, and we're going to go to fight in Washington, D.C. And that is the compassion and the clarity and the courage to make a difference for people to stand up against the political class. And that's why we have so much passionate support out there, Kevin. And I believe Mitch McConnell should be investigated for he and his wife's Chinese ties to begin with. I, I don't believe this guy should even be serving in the Senate. He should be under an investigation. But, of course, that will never happen with the crooks that we have in Washington. You know, I got an email from a, a guy the other day, and he said, you know what, Kevin, just expect in the next few weeks all these anti-Eric Greitens hit pieces coming out. And sure enough, the Post-Dispatch cooperated very quickly with a guy you knew some 10, 15 years ago who claims he was your partner at one point, and now he doesn't, oh, I don't want Eric to run. I mean, wh where do they find these people? Under what rocks do they look? Yeah, well, I think, isn't it a nice thing, Kevin, that it shows how desperate yes, they are? It does. This is how desperate they are. They're going to go back and they're going to find somebody from like, you know, a decade and a half ago who's going to come out and say, well, I knew Eric Graves and I don't, I don't like his ads. Come <laughs> on, man. I think that people around the state of Missouri are like, you know what? We have seen through the mainstream media lies. We've seen through all of the politicians' tricks. We've seen through how the lobbyist class takes advantage of people. And the reason they're for Eric Reitens is because they know that I'm going to fight for them. And they've seen all of these tricks, all of these nasty lies, all of the silly, vicious attacks that they put out. And still, because people know the truth now, you know, so much has changed since 2016. People saw the way the mainstream media lied about President Trump with the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. They saw fake impeachment number one. They saw fake impeachment number two. They saw all their lies about election integrity, all of their lies about January 6th. And now, you know, trust in the mainstream media. There's actually just a really good article about this in the Gateway Pundit. 
trust in the mainstream media is down to 11%. That's almost high. Nobody but nobody <laughs> believes their nonsense. And as a result, people, though, have said, you know what? I know Eric Reitens has always fought for me. I know Eric Reitens cares. I know Eric Reitens is a leader who's going to go and actually do what he says and that he has the strength and the courage and the compassion that's required to really make a difference for our country. And I'm honored by everyone's prayers. I'm honored by their support and honored to have their votes. Eric Reitens is our guest. And Eric, when you when you tell people, look, I'm for you, I'm going to fight for you, what limitations does a senator have? For instance, when you get to Washington, what can you actually accomplish on your own because you have 50 senators? Yeah, look, right now we've got 50 Republicans and 50, 50, uh, 50 Democrats. And, of course, you've got Kamala Harris, who's like breaking ties. So the Democrats are, are dominating the Senate. But the most important thing uh, that we can do is not just have Republicans. And one of the things I've been saying, Kevin, is so important. It doesn't do us any good to just have Republicans right. if those rhinos turn around because of their corruption and cowardice and just stab people in the back. I mean, we've got 19 Republicans who voted for Joe Biden's $1.2 trillion Green New Deal. Unbelievable. We have Republicans who just worked under Mitch McConnell's leadership to pass you know, all of this anti-Second Amendment legislation. We have all of these rhinos who continue to collapse in the face of pressure from the left and the mainstream media. So what we have to have in the Senate are true America first MAGA fighters who are willing uh, to go in there. And you've got folks who've done a, done a good job. For example, I think Rand Paul did a great job on COVID, confronting Anthony Fauci, getting to the bottom of all of their lies, right? And we need to have other leaders who are willing to go in. And just one example, is to start actually investigating the truth. We need to have investigations at the federal level in the U.S. Senate of all of the election fraud in 2020. That needs to happen. We need to have an investigation of Hillary Clinton's role in the Trump-Russia collusion hoax and her spying on President Trump. We need to have investigations of federal involvement in January 6th. All of these things need to be done and can be done in the United States Senate. But we have to have the right folks. And that's why, again, this election is about Eric Reitens versus Rhinos. It's MAGA versus McConnell. And I'll tell you what, MAGA is going to win. The America First Patriots are going to win. I think so, too. And, you know, when you say when we talk about the 50 senators, I'm, of course, referring to the 50 Republicans. The problem is, as you uh, accurately point out, the traitors. And, and in my opinion, Roy Blunt was a traitor. So that seat is up and that's the one you're going to grab. So that's a victory for the MAGA folks, the Uber MAGA folks, as Biden calls us, uh, somehow insinuating that we're bad, deplorable people, as Hillary Clinton suggested as well. Eric, they have gone. Well, you, at, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and you know, you know what? What's so great? I'm wearing it as a badge of honor. And in fact, Kimberly Guilfoyle, our national chair, she just put out when Trump came out and said he's not endorsing Vicki Hartzler, who is a rhino, who doesn't have what it takes to stand up against rhinos, stand up against mainstream media, stand up against the left. Kimberly Guilfoyle came out and said there's only one candidate with the courage to do what's necessary, and that is ultra-MAGA 
Eric Grimes. <laughs> I love so, it. Yes, I wear that as a badge of honor that Eric Grimes is is ultra MAGA. I couldn't agree with you more, as well as I do. I've I've told people if you if you think you have a liberal friend, think twice because they're not your friend. Now, just make sure everybody knows that because they would cut our throat if they could in a heartbeat. When when we talk about the president's endorsement, is it? do you think it's coming your way? Well, you know what? It, as I've said from the beginning, this is the president's decision to make in his time. I thought that this was a great move to see him coming out and making it very clear that he's not supporting Vicki Hartzler, that he sees the same thing that everyone across Missouri sees, that when you have rhinos who are out there, they just not going to be able to get the job done. We're honored to have Kimberly Guilfoyle support. We loved having Donald Trump Jr. Um, in town. You saw him, Kevin, when he was here, which was fantastic. We're honored to be endorsed by veterans for Trump, by women for Trump, by black voices for Trump, by fighters for the president, like Dennis Prager and Seb Gorka and Steve Cortez have all come out and endorsed my campaign. So I think, you know, still, it's the president's decision to make on his own timeline. But I think it's very clear that this race is MAGA versus McConnell. It's Eric Greitens versus Rhinos. And Eric Reitens is our guest. And Eric, one thing that really bothers me uh, is if you're in the public eye, these people today in this world will try to destroy you. Uh, they'll lie about you. It's happened to me on a very yes. small, small scale compared to what they've done to you. But your ex-wife getting involved, and, and, we, and we'll just clear it all up for people, the claims that she made under an affidavit endorsed by Karl Rove were signed in Washington D.C. Well, I was with my boys on spring break. Yeah. Right? But, there, but yeah. the affidavit is in complete contrast to the affidavit she signed in a divorce proceeding that nothing right. has ever happened to the children under your care, and all of a sudden, right. it, all of a sudden, somehow you're uh, uh, an abuser, and this is her. Oh, I swear to it. You swear to it. Your sister works for consulting firms tied to Mitch McConnell. Carl Rove and your ex-wife are buddies from Texas A&M. Uh, who believes this kind of crap? And I, I believe you ought to sue them all. But I understand being a public figure, it's very difficult to over to get over that bar of a actual malice. But this is actual malice. It, it, it is malice. And, and, and without saying too much, Kevin, that, that may be coming very soon. What I will tell you is the good news for us from a political standpoint is that no one believes no one. They recognize that just like President Trump was lied about throughout his presidency, that I was lied about, that I was attacked by a Soros-funded prosecutor, that I was sued by the Satanic Temple, that the Soros-funded prosecutor hired a corrupt FBI agent, made up all of these lies, that they ended up pleading guilty when they were charged with seven felonies for perjury and evidence tampering, that the Soros-funded prosecutor was found guilty over 70 instances of perjury. <laughs> and now that Karl Rove was behind all of this nonsense, that they manufactured this in Washington, D.C., notarized it from there, leaked it to the press from Washington, D.C., everybody sees this for, for what it is. And the very good news for us is that people are incredibly smart. People are incredibly smart. All of the people who are listening to your show right now, they know the truth. It's why they're supporting me. They have seen through the rhino lies, and we're going to charge forward over the course of the next 22 days all the way until August 2nd when we're going to win this election. I can't. I, I, if, I, if I was a Democrat, I'd vote 10 times for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. 
Uh, but thank I'll you, tell you who you. else. I'll tell you who else has seen through this bull crap, and that's a judge here in Missouri who's given a, a green light to your subpoena for the phone records of your ex-wife and right. and, and, and the kids' medical and, medical and dental records. Now, if these things were so damning to you, why are they trying to hide them? Well, what, what, what actually happened is that the medical and dental records all proved that these were lies. Exactly. And the judge, and, and the judge, and the judge actually, you know, has, has made it, made it very clear that they were lies, that they provided, I think the legal term is no basis for action because they were lies. So they've been proven to be lies. Everyone knows that they were lies. Even the people who were saying them, even <laughs> the political operatives, they can barely get it out of their mouth without their kind of lying smirk because right. they know that these are lies. But here's also here's the good news and here's the hopeful news I'd say for for all the patriots who are out there. This is what our opponents have been reduced to. Yeah. They can't beat Eric Reitens on policy. They can't beat us on grassroots support. They can't beat us on the passion and intensity of our voters. They can't beat us on our, our organization of people across the state of Missouri. They can't beat us on how we're going out and connecting with hundreds of Missourians who are fired up patriots who are working for us. So what are they, what are they reduced to? They're using Mitch McConnell money and Mitch McConnell call rogue lies to attack us. You know what? We'll take it because at the end of the day, Kevin, MAG is going to win this race and we're going to win. And their desperation is obvious. And clearly they know when you say they know their lies, that's why they backed out of a debate or refused an invitation to debate right. you because they can't on policy. I'm sure you know, but but I've made our audience aware that Eric Schmidt, while grandstanding and filing lawsuits uh, against these public schools on behalf of the, the parents and the kids, grandstanded with that, got big headlines with that. And then very quietly dismissed every one of those lawsuits. And dismissed so, them all. Dismissed every single all. one of them. And, I mean, he's just yeah, he's, a, has, he's the biggest fraud that ever ran, ran for office. It, it, what you see, what you see from rhinos time and again is cowardice and fraud. They make these plays for the press, but they don't really get anything done for people. And people are sick of the rhinos. They're sick of watching them stab people in the back. They're sick of watching how ineffective they are. They're sick of seeing these rhinos time and time again, who not only fail to get the job done, but then often turn around and stab others in the back. And, you know, you just mentioned him. He also supported the largest gas tax hike in the history of Missouri. So if you're looking at the pump, right, and you're looking at, at at the outrageous prices that we're paying, Part of the failure of that is Joe Biden and his absurd war on American energy. But part of the problem here in Missouri is also rhinos who stabbed you and your listeners in the back by raising gas taxes again and again. That's what our opponents do. By contrast, I've always been 100% MAGA, 100% America first. And that's why, that's why people are behind our campaign. And, you know, I love your TV ads, and, of course, th- these yes. these rhino people are going to come out, oh, you know, he's got a gun in one of those ads. And yet, yours are policy-oriented. What I see from Schmidt is they they hire a female voice to repeat the lies of your ex-wife, trying to pander to the lowest common denominator of women who will say, oh, well, you know, we're anti-Eric Wright. It's just, and, and the lies continue, and now they put it in a voice of a woman while you're there telling everybody, hey, I'm a leader, follow me. Yeah, and, and the fact is, again, as poll after poll has shown, not only are we, are we winning 
the primary, not only are we going to clearly be the overwhelming favorite, we're going to win the general election and we'll, we'll win it by far larger margins than Blunt won his seat and larger margins than Hawley won his seat. We will, we're going to have a fantastic performance in the general election as well. But it also shows in poll after poll, we're supported even more by, by women because they've also seen through all of these lies. Beautiful. So yeah, the fact that this is what Eric Schmidt and Vicki Hartzler and the Rhino political class are reduced to, everyone sees, sees the truth of it now. And the thing that is so encouraging, Kevin, is that literally tens of thousands, and it is tens of thousands of patriots who are on our social media, who listen to your program, who are out there, all of them see through this, and nobody's fooled by the rhino lie. They realize the reason they're lying so viciously is because this election matters. It's very clear right now. This is MAGA versus McConnell, and McConnell's engaged in lies and falsehoods. The MAGA patriots who are with me, we are focused on the future, and we're going to revive our country. And it is amazing to me how little people know, Eric, about these kinds of people, the rhino kind of people, and how destructive they are to the Republican and conservative cause and the MAGA cause because they're hindering progress from what we had under Donald Trump. The, 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 that's right. the spending bill, of course. That, that's absurd. Um, but everything else they do under McConnell's quote-unquote leadership is destructive to our country. And if we can't get a majority of people like you, and I believe this, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe that only veterans should be allowed to run for public office in the, in the United States government because they're the ones who fought for this country. They're the ones who have the biggest stake in the country. They're the ones who won't sit by idly and watch the country be destroyed. Yeah, I think that you have to have people who who demonstrated a real commitment to service. And the fact is, you know, my opponents are career politicians. They're literally career politicians. Okay, and you know what career politicians get you. Uh, and and absolutely, I was honored to serve as a Navy SEAL, to serve in Iraq, to serve, serve in Afghanistan, in Southeast Asia, in the Horn of Africa. And I think that it is very important that we have people who are willing to put the country first, people who are willing to say, you know what, I'm willing to give my life for, for this country, that I'm willing to get out there, to put on the body armor, to put on a sidearm, to go out there and do the hard work that is necessary to preserve our freedoms, to preserve our republic. We need that kind of courage. We need that kind of clarity. And we also need that kind of compassion. We need that kind of love. You know, courage is ultimately rooted in love. It's because we love our country, because we love our community, that we're willing to stand up and fight for it. And that's exactly what I'm willing to do, Kevin. We're going to stand up. We're going to fight for our country. And we're going to win every single day from now until August 2nd. And just as we sign off here, Kevin, I'll just say to everybody who's out there, I so appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your support. And be honored to have everybody who's listening to us come out, make sure that you're voting, make sure that you're sharing with other people, get them out to the polls as well. Let's take this seat for MAGA. Let's take this seat for America. And let's strike a blow against the rhinos. And I would say this, Eric, as you go, that everyone out there listening should remember how we started this interview today, and that is that your two opponents refused, cowardly refused an invitation to debate you. And let's just say, I'll put Eric Greitens in his place tonight in this debate. That's what they could have done. But they decided to run for cover 
because they have no policy arguments. They know it, and that's why they ran. And that's what people need to remember. If nothing else, when you go into that voting booth, folks, remember who ran and remember who stayed. 100%, brother. Kevin, thank you so much. Always good to be on with you, man. Happy Monday. Let's have an awesome week. You got it, Eric. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll, we'll continue onward. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That's Eric Greitens. He will be the next senator from the state of Missouri, replacing Roy Blunt, another rhino. Get him out of there. It's time to root them all out. I hope every state follows Missouri's lead in that regard, because that's what it has to be if we're to succeed in the country being resuscitated, because it needs resuscitation right now. I do think we're almost on life support. I really do. And it's gotten to be that way. Why? Because we idly stand by and let it happen. One way you can fight back is at the ballot box. Maybe the only way. But I do love our service people, and I do stand proud for them because they are the ones who fought and and gave their lives in many cases and risked their lives in others for this country and what what it once stood for, but under the Biden regime doesn't stand for anymore. All right, we're going to take a break. We're coming right back with your calls right here in the Window World Kevin Slayton Show, the the King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com.
welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Window World King's Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. KevinSlaytonShow.com. We thank Eric Reitens for the visit, the next senator from the state of Missouri. I'm confident that's going to happen. But I'm also confident that if you need windows, Window World is your one and only answer. They were my only answer. I simply called them, 314-993-1800. I got a free in-home estimate. They come right out to your house, and they'll prove to you why they're simply the best for less. They'll prove it to you with examples. They'll prove it to you with pricing. They'll prove it to you with service. That's why they're the preferred window of the Blues and the official window of the Chiefs. That's why I have their windows, 314-993-1800. And it's not not just me, and it's not just the Blues, and it's not just the Chiefs. In fact, over 60,000 homes in our area have improved the look and thermal efficiency thanks to Window World of their homes. Now, what does it do? Well, one thing it does is this. My utility bills went way down. Why? Because the Window World windows use double-strength glass. That means hail doesn't threaten them. Hail broke through my original windows. The cold air in the winter isn't getting in with the warm air escaping, vice versa in the summer. So your air conditioner and your furnace don't run 24-7. That's another big expense you're going to save. But at Window World, they give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. Covers all of that. And they can do that because of the double-strength glass they use. At Window World, they also offer you 18 months, same as cash financing, with approved credit. Now, you can check around and compare the pricing of Window World windows for the same amount of windows you need and use some other company as a comparison, and you will find out, I'm going to save you the time, that Window World is dramatically less expensive for a better product and for better service. 314-993-1800. That is Window World. And I'm glad that uh, so many people have listened to us and given them a try. Um, And I'm telling you, it's a beneficial relationship, believe me, mutually beneficial. I promise you that. Our phone lines are open. Toll free, 636-538-0746. So I wanted to get all of that information out there regarding uh, Eric Ryan's because his ex-wife is a prolific liar, much like Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, Harris, all of them. The governor's ex-wife just told stories. That's all she did. She just made up stories about her children being abused. Guess what happened? Emails that they were able to get from his ex-wife through a court order showed, and texts showed that she texted Eric about her son getting uh, bumped in the lip at recess by another kid and that one of her son on another occasion had been messing around with some kids at the park playing games and got a bruise on his cheek when he got hit, you know, not smacked, but bumped hard playing football or whatever. And she wrote to Eric saying, you know, the kids are getting a little bit rough. This rough housing causes this. So now to make some insinuation that her hus- ex-husband had done these things is just prolific lying at its best. And she's caught. She's caught because she wrote two different affidavits, signed them both under penalty of perjury, and now because she listens to people like Carl Rove, who's as corrupt as they come, but that doesn't stop Fox from putting them on every day. Carl Rove represents everything wrong about government in this country, but why would we, why would we be surprised? He's George W. Bush's buddy. I should have known that long ago. 
when I thought Roe was intelligent. These people can fool you. They're good at it. But then the facts come out and you see them and you find out what they're engaged in. And then Rove quickly tried to deny involvement with Eric Greitens' ex-wife. And then he was exposed as having lied about that. God, these people lie. It's unbelievable to me, but they do. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's the way it is, though, folks. We've got we've to understand that it's sickening. And these are the kind of people that will try anything. You talk about an ex-wife. Wow. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Good Lord. Well, he hinted when I said, I wish you would sue them. He hinted that he's going to, and I hope he does. Get this election behind him and then sue the holy hell out of all of them. McConnell, Rove, wouldn't it be great to see a sitting senator from Missouri sue a senator from Kentucky? I would love it. I would absolutely love that. We touched at the top of the show, and again, your calls are welcome, 636-538-0746. About Novak Djokovic, the tennis player who won Wimbledon yesterday, his fourth consecutive title there, seventh overall, 21 Grand Slam titles in his career, second only to Nadal's 22, but one ahead of Roger Federer's 20. That's how dominant those three players have been. And so Novak could go for the tie in the U.S. Open late August, early September. But why won't he? He's going to be prohibited from entering the country by Biden because Novak Djokovic took a very principled stand against this experimental vaccine and wouldn't get it. He was prohibited from participating in the Australian Open, and when he entered the country for the tournament, they arrested him. Arrested him! Where do we live in this world today? When you make a public health or a private health decision and the government tries to imprison you, But Biden's edict is you can't enter the country. A foreign person can't enter our country by air if you're unvaccinated. So if I'm the joker, I pull the joke on him. I go down to Mexico and I just walk across the border. And then I hop a plane to New York and play in the U.S. Open. And just tell him, by the way, that your name is Pedro Djokovic. And if you tell him your name is Pedro or Juan, well, then you get free passes. You won't even have to pay for your flight. They'll put you on a flight and just tell them, I'd prefer to go to New York if you don't mind. They'll send you there. That's what he should do. I mean, there's no question. And then he plays in the U.S. Open. He wins, hopefully, and and ties Rafael Nadal. Nadal has so many injuries that it's only a matter of time before the Joker ties him. But there are people who don't like Novak Djokovic and people that I know who are otherwise sane people. And I ask them, why? Why don't you like him? Well, he got into some trouble in Australia. I said, you don't even know what you're talking about. He didn't get in any trouble. This is what happens in this country when you refuse a government edict. You're branded. If you've watched the show Yellowstone, they brand all of their ranch hands, 
with the Y, the burning brand into your chest with a Y for Yellowstone. They brand you in this country with an H if you refuse to take their vaccine. They brand you with an H because that means honesty. That means you're an honest person, and you don't fall victim to their bullshit. So Novak Djokovic is branded in the United States. He's an honest person. He's principled. Maybe they brand you with a P. Principled, that's even better. How dare this guy have principles? We don't. Why would he? The United States government has no principles. Why would a tennis player from Yugoslavia, what's he doing walking around principles or the Czech Republic or wherever Joker's from? What a player. What a performance. It's, it's amazing watching those guys play over f- almost four hours of tennis. But it's because of things like this that give this entire country a black eye. Instead of celebrating one of the great tennis players in the history of the world, we're going to ban him from playing in our nation's major tournament, the only major tournament we have in this country, the U.S. Open. John McEnroe was on the Wimbledon coverage yesterday, and he was talking about how this has to be resolved. Maybe if you give Joker a test, and that that makes sense. I'm sure Joker wouldn't refuse that. Okay, we're going to do a COVID test, but here's the catch. You have the doctors, the frontline doctors, or Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, or Dr. Peter McCullough, or Dr. Um, gosh, who's the doctor from Harvard? I can't think of his name. Have one of those doctors administer the test. That way we know it's going to be honestly done. Dr. Harvey Risch. If you have a government doctor or any doctor who might subscribe to the government's way of thinking administer the test, they're going to come up with a positive. So let's be fair. Let's have Joker submit to a test, even though he may not want to, but I would if I were him. Fine, you want to test me? I'll play by your stupid rules, but you're not going to force an injection into me. That's never going to happen. Never. Never in the history of mankind will that happen. I think it's fantastic. And that's the way it should be. So go ahead, take your test, administer it, and he should should insist that the test is administered by one of those people. Because if you don't, then you're going to get a positive test. You can count on it. So like I said to the nurse at the the urgent care center on Christmas, when she took a test for flu and for COVID, she came back five minutes later and told me I was positive for COVID. I said, how do you know? I said, how do I believe what you're telling me? And I didn't believe her. I just felt like I had the flu. But just to be sure, I got my ivermectin and I was fine. Have you seen what NPR, National Public Radio, funded by you and me, our taxpayer money, funds this network? NPR has always been a very informative network, whether on television or radio. Think Channel 9 here in St. Louis. But yet now has become nothing more than a political pawn of the liberals. They actually issued, uh, and I, I probably I hesitate to read it, but I will anyway. This came from National Public Radio. 
after former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was assassinated last Friday. They actually posted this. Former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, a divisive arch-conservative and one of his nation's most powerful and influential figures has died after being shot. A divisive arch-conservative, they write this, for a man who was just murdered. Remember, as taxpayers, we fund this propaganda, this Joseph Goebbels-like, Fidel Castro-like NPR. It's a man who was just murdered. Jack Posobiec, a great investigative reporter, said, once you accept the simple reason why NPR and the CCP both treat Shinzo Abe the same, you'll understand what's truly going on in our world, the CCP meaning the Chinese Communist Party. NPR and the Chinese Communist Party in the same bed. That should scare you, but it doesn't. Sadly. We could wait all day or wait until the end of time for Biden to step up and apologize to those border agents who he claimed were going to pay and that there would be consequences for. But it does us no good. We know it won't happen because Biden, like Eric Schmidt and Vicki Hartzler, don't have the courage to admit they're wrong in Schmidt and Hartzler's case, especially Schmidt, to admit he's been lying to the people of Missouri. This is why I believe Schmidt is a liberal. He's just a, a literal rhino, a Republican in name only. He's actually a liberal. Only a liar like Eric Schmidt would run for office. And he's such a traitor. This is what the liberals do. They find someone, run him as a Republican, knowing he's one of theirs, get him elected, and then have him run for bigger office to try to get what is really a liberal in the Senate. But this is how desperate they are. I want everybody to spread the word that Schmidt portrayed himself as a friend of parents and children by filing lawsuits against multiple public schools in the state, only to dismiss the lawsuits quietly and without fanfare so that you wouldn't know about it. That's what he did. He also, as I said, employed a woman's voice to narrate an ad depicting Eric Greitens as some sort of abuser. When, in fact, the truth uncovered through texts and emails from his own ex-wife and phone records from his own ex-wife shows those to be lies. His wife, his ex-wife, is an enemy of the state as far as I'm concerned. I'm saddened, truthfully, that she has any parental visitation rights. She should have them all stripped. When you use your children as political pawns, you should have no role in their life. Because if you are as disgusting a person as she is, and you use your children that way, you should have no role in their life. All the women out there that are mothers listening, how badly does that offend you? That she would take her children and use them as political pawns to get back at her husband because she's mad at him. It's unbelievable stuff. 
And always remember the kind of coverage you'll get from the media to Biden. You look good. (laughs) The fawning media at their fawning best happen to have been female reporters this time, but it really doesn't matter. That's what they do. That's what media people do. The biking Biden. It's pretty sad. Here's the way it went, though, in case you didn't hear it earlier this morning. I don't look like a fool here. Evening, but, uh, <laughs> you look good. I might put a helmet on because it was a tough interview. <laughs> uh, but all kidding aside, I think that uh, um, there's things we can do. <laughs> and then, of course, Biden stupidly rereading an actual cue to him to repeat a line in his speech. But he claimed or I shouldn't say he claimed, his aides claimed that he actually said, let me repeat the line. Here's what he actually said. Repeat the line. Repeat the line. His aides actually altered the transcript of that speech to say, let me repeat the line. What they should just say is, let me repeat the lie. Because now he's made his own staff complicit in his own lies. They're just as as lie-filled as he is. By the way, speaking of COVID, did you see where Chucky Schumer tested positive? You know, I hate to root for other people's illnesses, but I think that one's a funny one. And I wouldn't say that if I thought he was going to fall ill and die, but I know he won't. But I just think it's funny. All of these vaccinated seven-time people testing positive for COVID. I love it. It's a virus. It happens. You get sick. Did you see where Michael Moore, instead of trying to lose weight and become healthy, has decided he'll publish his idea for a new Second Amendment? (laughs) Oh, it's just too good. It's too good. Here's, Here's what he writes as his Second Amendment. All who seek a firearm will undergo a strict vetting process with a thorough background check, including the written and confidential approval of, wait to hear this list of people, family members, spouses, ex-spouses, and or partners, and ex-partners, co-workers, and neighbors. A mental health check will also be required. Well, why would you need a mental health check if you're going to go by what an ex-wife says? <laughs> this guy's so morbidly stupid. Michael Moore, somebody needs to shake the brains into you because you don't have one. By the way, his amendment would also ban semi-automatic firearms and any non-semi-automatic firearm that can hold more than six rounds. Now, while I say I don't wish ill will on on people, and I don't wish calamities such as death or life-threatening illnesses, I don't wish that on them. But I do wish that Michael Moore would be the victim of a home invasion. I do wish that. Because that would be wonderful. Then maybe he'd wake up and people like him would wake up that he wished he'd had a gun to defend his property, his family if he has one, and himself. The odds of a home invasion aren't very strong. Except for the people that it happened to. Then they're very strong. And depending on where you live, the odds increase. 
That's why people like Michael Moore are so stupid. They don't take into consideration different circumstances. They love their blanket proposals that are beyond illiterate. It's amazing. So we're having Biden considering a public health emergency now regarding abortion. So what do you think is going to happen from that? He knows it would not stand the test of a legal challenge. It wouldn't happen. So it'll be interesting to see if he's stupid enough to try it. So far, he's shown an inclination to be that stupid. Therein lies the conundrum here. I would like to invoke invoke the stupidity doctrine, which I used to invoke regularly. And it very simply says, when you're so stupid that you shouldn't even be allowed human breath, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. And as a dictator, I'll be the one who decides whether you're stupid or not. How's that sound? I said earlier that Ted Cruz reminds me of Grandpa on the Adams Family, but I'm corrected by a friend of mine. It was the Munsters. That's right. It was Grandpa from the Munsters, not the Adams Family. I had my wrong set of spooks involved there. By the way, I watch those shows still. They're fantastic. I like to laugh at innocent humor. I like to be entertained. So I watch all the old stuff. And I laugh, and it relaxes you. Takes you away from all the crap. And reminds you that comedy is still possible. Though not in present day. Not in present day. Do you think you could ever see, oh, I don't know, any at all stand-up comedy that makes you laugh? That makes fun of people, that makes fun of you, me, the Irish. No, you can't. It's really a joke, but it is. Steve is up. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Oh, good morning, Kevin. Happy Monday. I say that tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Well, we have to say it to try to believe it, right? Yeah. You were mentioning a couple of things about COVID earlier, and uh, I just had to pass along a, a little anecdote that hit me in the, in the face. Uh, just a few days ago, I was thinking about some of my – I'm retired, and I was thinking about – some of my old colleagues and wondering how they're doing. And I thought, you know, I'm going to look, look a couple up and see, see if I can get them on the phone and see how they're doing. And I, I called this one lady and she's, she's older now. She's about 70, I think. And uh, it happens to be black. And, uh, you know, we were having a great chat about, uh, you know, the old times and all the people we used to work with and all that kind of stuff. And then, uh, uh, she brought up COVID and said something that, uh, it was, it was sad. She said her favorite sister who lived out in California had died from COVID. And, uh, I, you know, I just offered 
express some sympathy. And, but then she kind of got her on a roll talking about COVID. And she, uh, she said how terrible it is and how, you know, it's never going to end. And, uh, and she actually, one of the lines I remembered, uh, she said she is still very cautious and she said she's not going to stop wearing her mask until Jesus returns. That was the line. And, you know, in, in light, I, I didn't make fun of her and really didn't challenge her in light of her talking about losing her right. dear sister. And I just let it go. And, uh, you know, I, I said, that's, I just said, that's very, very sad. I'm very sorry for you. And, uh, you know, but then she kept going. And, uh, you know, when she was talking about her sister dying, she said, yeah, this was when all of those people were dying from COVID. And I so much wanted to say no one died from COVID. Some people died with COVID, but right. no one died from COVID that I know of. And, but I, I bit my tongue and I didn't, I didn't say anything. You know, I just wanted to leave the conversation on a high note since we had enjoyed it, you know, a nice, uh, nice chat reminiscing and everything. And, uh, but then before she got off of that subject, she slipped up. She didn't even realize it. And I didn't point it out. I was not going to be cruel, but, uh, she let it slip. She said that, uh, yeah, my sister, uh, you know, tested positive for COVID and then she caught pneumonia. And so, and again, I didn't, I didn't say yeah. a word about it, but you My know, obviously had back pain and then he caught pneumonia and he died. Did he die yeah. from the back pain? The, obviously her sister died from pneumonia and we all know pneumonia is a deadly disease, but, um, you know, she believes the whole, the whole thing, the whole pandemic, the whole fear mongering thing. And oh, I, yeah. You know, I, I didn't feel angry. I just felt very sad that this is someone that had bought into it hook, line, and sinker. And she was living in fear. She, I mean, she wasn't, uh, saying it tongue in cheek. She was serious. She said, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear this mask until, uh, you know, Jesus Christ returns. That was the exact quote. And, uh, you know, she, she said at one point, you know, it'd be so nice to get together. You know, if this ever comes to an end, you know, we ought to get together and have lunch and talk about the old times. And I, I agreed. But, you know, I thought in my mind, I thought, well, I'm never going to see her again because she is so frightened by this whole COVID fear mongering thing. And uh, so I just kind of left me, uh, you know, I was very happy when I was talking at first about all the good times and the old times, but it left me with. I feel like, well, I'm never going to see her again, and uh, she's going to be living under this cloud for the rest of her life. Very it's, sad. It's, it's sad that she's that she's bought into the fear that much. Now, our show today will be flagged on our podcast because it's, it, all of a sudden it's been getting flagged by the COVID police recently. Um, they don't take it down or anything, but they flag it. So they, they warn you that there's COVID misinformation. Well, the uh, the reason they're doing that, of course, uh, you know better than anyone, is because we're getting closer and closer to November. That's right. We're also getting closer and closer to the truth about the origins 
of COVID and where it began. And we that have a functioning brain understand that if it came from China, it's the China virus, and all of a sudden no one wants to know where in China or how in China. It's interesting to me. It's always been interesting to me when people don't want to know answers. Well, I can tell you, uh, company I work for, we had a, an operation we bought in, of all places, Wuhan and a couple other places, but we had a place in Wuhan and, uh, you know, a number of us traveled over there. And, uh, when, you know, when it first came out that this came from Wuhan, it, I'm telling you, it did not surprise me because, if you go from some place like uh, Shanghai or Hong Kong, you know, that are very uh, modern metropolitan cities, and as you head into the interior of China, where Wuhan is, it is like going through a time warp. Uh, by the time you get to Wuhan, it's like you're in uh, one of Charles Dickinson's, Charles Dickens' uh, cities, you know, London back in the the 1800s or 1700s, you know, with smokestacks and everything. And I mean, it really is like you've gone back in time uh, hundreds of years and it's just filthy and dirty. And these wet markets, they call them, where they serve all of this weird, weird food. I mean, you know, like snakes and bats and all this stuff. Uh, it, it really is like that. And uh, so when I when I heard Wuhan, I was like, eh. That makes sense to me. Well, well, now at least I know somebody who's actually been to Wuhan. <laughs> it's it is not a place you want to go. I wouldn't think so. No. <laughs> All right, Steve. Great stuff. All right, keep up the good work, Kevin. Carpe diem. Carpe diem to you. Thank you for the call. You know, as my research assistant points out, you could hear the sadness in his voice, retelling the story of his former colleague. And that is sad. It's sad. It saddens me that anyone would be that fearful of anything. It doesn't have to be COVID. They'd be that fearful of anything. Now, if someone told me, if a doctor I respected told me, if you don't wear a mask for the rest of your life because of a comorbidity you have, you're going to die, then that might be something. But just this general fear that the media has instigated in the people and that the government has. It's just, it's very sad. We're out of time for today, though. Expect a flag on the podcast, wherever you listen to great podcasts, folks, because it'll be there. COVID misinformation. But it doesn't stop us. It doesn't bother us either. That's the beauty of being us. We thank you for listening. We thank Eric Reitens for the visit today, and we wish him nothing but the best of luck. Do what you can to help him get elected, folks. I'm in favor of Eric Reitens. I won't say that normally about political races, but this time it's overwhelming. Because it, we have to do that in order to get the right people in. And by the right people, I mean people that believe in our country. Not that I agree with. People that believe in our country and want to resuscitate it from the life support that it's on. All right, we're back fighting the good fight again here tomorrow in the Window World Kings Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody. Have a wonderful day. (laughs) 